Welcome to episode 221 of the Digital Tourism Show. In this episode, I have the pleasure of speaking with Laura McKenzie of Cathedral House. Now, Laura is a very successful hotelier who has purchased and managed hotels throughout her career, and her latest acquisition is Cathedral House based in Glasgow. The difference with Cathedral House, when she bought over it, I had less than a savoury reputation, and she's going to discuss how she's going to build up that reputation while telling a few funny stories along the way. Not only that, but Laura also has the added issue of Cathedral House possibly being haunted. This is going to make for an interesting chat. How are we? Good. Were you a bit nervous? Oh, not to be. Not we're all, we're all to friendly. I'm with alcohol so that you would <laughs> enjoy the, the chat. Oh, we're all friendly here. We're all friendly here. Good. So, I'll start off by saying, you know, you purchased this amazing venue. Um, what first attracted you to Cathedral House? What made you buy it? Well, I'm sure anyone that's turned up here tonight can kind of see what I saw. You know, anyone that is interested in architecture, interesting old buildings, uh, locations, just, you know, I fell in love with it. The day it went on the market, um, I had been looking for a while and uh, the agent phoned me and said, this place is going on the market, are you looking, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I said, well, I'm not, but send me the details and I'll have a wee quick look. So when I saw the schedule, and I, I knew the building. Everyone knows this building. It's really weird. Everyone says, oh, I've passed that all the time, but I've never been in. So we need to change that. <laughs> um, and the next day I came in, wasn't, hadn't been marketed, went to the front desk, asked, pretended I was having an event. Could I see the event space, blah, blah, blah. And she was less than helpful. Um, my husband calls them the... Um, the sales prevention department. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so I eventually, she said, well, go up and have a look if you want, you know, it's open, on you go. And I was like, oh, okay then. So I came up and I, I looked out that window, I looked out that window, I looked over there. Uh, I didn't sneak upstairs and see the bedroom, I thought I was a bit rude, but I'd seen the bar and I, I just fell in love mm -hmm. with the place, you know. It's, it's had, I don't know how much of you know the history, but it was opened as a halfway house for female prisoners from Duke Street Prison. So they were all housed here, they were reunited with their children, they were rehabilitated and put back to society. Uh, then the cathedral bought it and it became Cathedral House, so it was used for choir practice, it was used for um, accommodation for the people who worked at the cathedral, Sunday school. Mm -hmm. um, I had a lovely lady in a few months ago and she said, I remember choir practice in here in 1968 and uh, that was a year I was born without giving too much away. So I was like, oh my God, that's like over 50 years ago. Um, so yeah, it's got an amazing history and you can, you can see, I'm sure, why I fell in love with it. And it's tourism central, like it is. Busloads get dropped yeah. off at the top of the road every day. So, you know, the tour bus runs along here. So you don't have to run your own tours in here because I think you should have thought Maybe I don't know avenue for you. Um, so this isn't your first hotel that you've owned. No, it's um, not. You ran 15 in Glasgow for, I think it was over, just over five years. Yeah. Um, what lessons did you learn during the time with that property that you can bring to, bring to Cathedral House? So 15 Glasgow was a completely different project. I was kind of inspired by the um, Mr and Mrs Smith boutique hotel guide. Someone bought me a book for my Christmas and 
And I thought, right, okay, find an old building, refurbish it, turn it into a lovely boutique hotel. And that, that's what we did. We had five rooms, but we lived on site. Um, you know, we lived in the basement with our children. We used to call it the caravan. Um, <laughs> and uh, it, it was really, really tough. We, you know, we bought an office, completely converted it, did that within a year, and then we opened it. And it was six years that we, we were there. But it really struck me early on that when you do something that has passion, quality, service, you stand out completely from the crowd. Mm -hmm. And Glasgow especially is really lacking in quality. You know, it's got really lovely hotels. I've been, I was resident manager at Dakota Deluxe for 18 months in between selling uh, number 15 and buying here. And it's a fantastic place mm -hmm. to go to Deluxe. It's amazing. And I worked with Ken McCulloch, who's like, the most renowned hotelier in Scotland, and uh, his attention to detail, oh my God, we, we, we had a few fallouts <laughs> over the time. <laughs> but I think just, you know, I, it struck me early on that if you do something and you give it everything you've got and you do it the way you would want, so write a list of all the things you hate when you have to stay away from home and use that as a checklist of what you have to do to make it a special experience. And that, that's kind of mm -hmm. what we learned the most and there are discerning travellers out there. There are people coming to Glasgow that want quality. They want individualism. They're, a lot of them are, um, you know, they'll, they'll book their own travel. They're not interested. A lot of them come to you direct, which is an added bonus, as you were saying earlier on. And probably it summed up the most for me. Um, Andrew Fairley stayed with us, who's an amazing guy. I'm sure some of you knew him. Um, and he said, Glasgow needs you. You are setting new standards. And that was in our We Visitors book, and that was one of my most favourite things that someone said about 15 Glasgow. Mm -hmm. And we're trying to do the same here, just mm -hmm. set new standards in service, quality, style, and give this beautiful building the investment that it needs mm -hmm. in, in all ways, you know. Yeah. That's great. That, that sort of leads on to the next question. Um, obviously, when we first spoke, you mentioned how we had a bit of a... Reputation for customer service not being great. <laughs> and, and I actually had a friend who worked here as well. So when you were talking about you know, coming in and people just going, oh, go upstairs, and I, I can understand that. It wasn't him. Yeah, obviously <laughs> not him, but um, well, I hope not. <laughs> so what issues, uh, what issues have, have you brought and how are you going to sort of work on changing its reputation or what things are you going to install on it? Obviously you mentioned there bringing yeah. in values and stuff. Is there anything else you're going to? I think, I mean, when you start a business from scratch, it's, it's a tough, mm. I admire anyone who has their own business, anyone who takes the plunge and says, I'm going to go out there and do it my own, that's amazing. But see, to actually try and dig a business out a hole, I, I never thought it would be this hard. I'm being brutally honest now, it's tough, mm -hmm. really tough. And I've worked in the industry for over 30 years, so hospitality is what I've always done. But um, we've had everything thrown at us, you know, we've had sheriff's officers in, uh, arresting me for debts. We've had all the utilities companies coming to cut us off because we've not paid. Uh, we've had the fire department come down to condemn the building because it's unsafe. Uh, we've, had, we've had everything thrown at us and um, it, it's, it's been really, really, really tough. But I think that you just keep going and you make little changes and improvements every single day and bit by bit it's changing and it's 100% changing because people come back now who people come in say I've never been in I've driven past you know it happens every day 
and I'll be back. And they do come back. And it's not just tourists. We're not just doing it for the tourist market. Mm -hmm. We can't survive on the tourist market. It's not... It is, it is all year round, but not, you know, like right now, August has been phenomenal for us. But, um, yeah, it, the reputation was so bad. TripAdvisor, you mentioned. Mm -hmm. We were 89th of 91 hotels when we bought it. <laughs> so quite near the bottom. Not the, not the, not the worst. <laughs> I, I actually can't remember who was. I'm, I should have written that down. That would be interesting to know if they're still, up, still surviving. <laughs> But you know, we're we're every review we've got sixty-two reviews now, and uh, we're now forty-fifth. So we're going up the ladder. We're, Dakota's still really close to the top, and that's my challenge. So, um, but you know, we're I don't know. I recruit people who have the gene, the hospitality mm -hmm. gene. It's a genetic thing. You either have it or you don't. You either want to look after people and make it an amazing experience, or you don't. Mm -hmm. So word of mouth. We haven't really done much advertising yet, but we've got a great website. Um, we've got our reviews on our, our own booking kind of engine, uh, QBook, that are, that are lovely. You know, people talk about it being charming and individual and unique, and, and it, it's, it's fantastic. So we're just chipping away at it, making improvements everywhere we can. There's loads to do. It'll be like the fourth road bridge. We'll finish and we'll start again. You know, we've got the toilets to do. We've got the stairwell to do. We've got one room still to do. We've done seven. We've got one still to do. Um, but yeah, it, 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 it's tough. It's summed up like there's a, a, there's a, a lovely guest who comes in every, every night. It's a bit like still game down at the bar. You must come down, <laughs> come down for a drink. It's a bit like the clansmen down there of an evening. There's the usual regulars all sitting around. And um, John, the fireman, he said uh, about the, the previous people who had it, um, he said, did you hear that the Victorian toilets that, they, that are in the gardens up in the square there, they've managed to get planning permission and they're going to turn it into a restaurant. And, uh, and John said, oh, that, that's amazing, that's great. Oh, I don't know how that'll be for business for us. He went, it's kind of the different, different from what you did, isn't it? Kind of the reverse. You did a great restaurant and you turned it into a toilet. <laughs> 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 so that's how bad it was. <laughs> well, the, the work you heard, what you're doing is obviously paying dividends, because I think it was our guest Amanda was mentioned she had a look on TripAdvisor, and the reviews are really good at the moment, so yeah, it's like obviously you're also doing something right. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so, oh, well done. You try. <laughs> so, I had, on that, do you actually have any little funny stories from the previous owners that you were able to share, and is there anything with well, observation? Yeah, the, the, the reputation, <laughs> if anyone had looked at the website before, it was very like the house in Cycle, you know, the one on the hill. <laughs> so, everything was black and white, and they did a lot of paranormal nights, ghost investigation, they did Halloween parties and seances, <laughs> and that was kind of their target market, which I find obviously a bit of a niche market mm. so I'm kind of trying to widen it a touch <laughs> <laughs> I sometimes say things like and just like have normal people but that sounds awful I don't mean it like that so we that that reputation is haunt, haunting us literally um, you know there's the necropolis which is obviously a beautiful beautiful backdrop but um so we quite often get guests who are kind of here for that reason and they don't know it's necessarily changed so one particular story was we had um, a family arrived to check in. And it was a husband and wife and a daughter, older daughter. 
and they said, we've booked two rooms, um, and can we see the rooms before we decide who's going into which room? So I said, of course, yeah, no problem. Got them all checked in, took them up, and they were kind of wandering around, and one room had been completely refurbished, and I thought, amazing, monsoon shower, handmade bed, lovely linen. Um, and the other room was the best of the bad lot that we'd had from before. So showed them that one, and she said, oh, we are going to stay in here. And I said, oh, I'll take your daughter. And she went, no, no, me and my daughter are, are going to have this room, and my husband's going to stay in room one. And I said, oh, okay, that's fine. And um, I said, so are you here for a special occasion, or just doing the, the chat? And she said, we're here to meet people. And I said, all oh, right, okay. I said, so do you want me to reserve you a wee table in the bar? Or and she went, no, 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 we're here to meet people. And I was like... So we've got the raised area in the bar, or <laughs> not getting at all what she was talking about. And then she said, no, 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 we're here because we think we're going to like see things tonight. And I was like, well, good, you know, good luck. <laughs> Let me know at breakfast how you get on. So um, they said that basically the bathroom in room seven has amazing energy. <laughs> that was it. Well, there we go. But we're trying to shake the reputation a bit. We still get loads of um, inquiries for paranormal and things like that. And we, I have to say, I am a business person, so we had the opportunity to do a murder mystery dinner party um, with a company called Who Done It Events. And uh, I did crumble at that because it's dead easy and they yeah. do it all for you. So we're having a seance in October. <laughs> <laughs> you may get some funny people outside. Sort I of know, exactly. exactly. Um, so for my final question before I pass it on to the audience, I'm going to ask you the same questions I asked Deborah. Um, for anyone thinking about starting their own accommodation business, what one piece of advice could you give them? Well, do what Deborah do, do self-catering, that's the first thing, <laughs> <laughs> for sure. It's hard work, you know, but I think if you, if you do something that is quality, stylish, individual, and you put your heart and soul into it, you're going to be way better than most people out there, because it, it is lacking. Mm -hmm. And Edinburgh's different, you know, like Edinburgh's got loads of nice boutique places and things like that. Glasgow's still struggling, and, you know, when we opened number 15, that was... 2010, so that's nearly 10 years ago, and every journalist stayed with us. We got um, nine and a half out of ten from um, the Sunday Times. We were in El Wedding, we were in Tatler, we were in you know we were in every magazine because there was nowhere else. We weren't that good. We were just like there was nothing else for people to go to, and I think just believe in your product and don't. You said about pricing never devalue your product. I go on to booking.com every day and I look at what people are selling rooms for in Glasgow and it's a disgrace. Because if you were having a, a, a night in London or Paris or Rome, you wouldn't be paying 55 quid, you mm -hmm. know? It, it, it's awful. So you need to stick with it and believe in your product and believe that there's somebody out there that wants what you've got and they'll pay for that and they'll pay for that special uniqueness and the quality of that. Because once you start, it's like in fashion, when your goods go into TK Maxx, your product's devalued, you know. So stick with it and believe in, believe in it, but work hard. Yeah, it's hard work. Yeah, oh, well done. Well said. Anyone have any questions for Laura? Not so much a question, but just a, another story. Exciting the point you made. I, I do bike tours out of Drygate. Before us. Before I started there, before you took over a year, I sort of popped my head in because I liked the building, wanted to know a bit more about it. 
I happen to like real ale. I came in and asked the bar person, uh, I said, do you have any real ale? She went, uh, no, but they sell it down at the dry gate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, on the one hand, I admired her honesty, but on the other, I thought, if I owned this place and someone was just firing people straight out the door <laughs> down to the competition, I'd be pretty pissed yeah. off. So. I bet that was the same sales prevention department <laughs> the manager that I spoke to. Same girl, probably. <laughs> Any more questions? Yep, we'll get Frank. You nearly made Jessica run now. That's, there you go. <laughs> There's been so many different ho uh, hotels opened in Glasgow over the last three years particularly, and they're all in sort of the mid to budget. But one thing that's uh, common with every opening has been a really huge trumpeting by the likes of uh, Glasgow Life and Visit Scotland. And all that. You know, are they supporting you in the same way as they've supported these national chains who've come into the city? You know, they do support you to, to a degree. I haven't joined um, any of, of them yet. Um, and I had a meeting with the AA also, you know, with regards to rosettes and things like that. Um, I think it's tough because, you know, we're a family. We, we've, we've remortgaged our house. I go home hardly ever. <laughs> I have a house now, though, unlike number 15 where we lived with our guests. But, you know, and um, my husband's in the kitchen. My son's behind the bar. My daughter's doing um, hospitality at Glasgow City College. We're in here as a family working our, you know, socks off. And they have this kind of scale. So if you're in an eight-bedroom hotel, it's this price. And they don't, nobody looks at it and says, oh, wait a minute, these people have actually bought a building which is of historical interest to Glasgow. You know, there's not anyone looking at it and saying, like, we could give you a wee hand here. Maybe we could make a special, you know, circumstance mm -hmm. for certain people who have done something a wee bit different. So you're just... It's the same as anything, you go to the bank for a loan, they, they don't see it, they just look at, you know, it, the, the, the boxes are there, and they tick the boxes and say, there you go, that's what we can do for you. So, it's the same with, with all of Visit Scotland, Glasgow Live, um, uh, Glasgow Live, yeah, I always, Glasgow City Marketing Bureau, I always call it. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're, they've been helpful and supportive, but, yeah. <laughs> I, I, just, I just love people to, you know, I don't know, you know, we've made this decision, so I don't expect everyone to go, well, do you know what, we can help you and we can help you and we, nobody's going to do that. But it would be nice if someone just said, you know, um, and we've had amazing events, so we've got the cafe bar downstairs, then we've got this space, so that we can do an event for 60, and then the eight bedrooms, and... I mean, some of the nicest things we've had is we've had events with people in Glasgow and they have recommended it to other people in Glasgow. Um, you know, just per family events more than anything, parties, that type of thing. And they're the ones that are supporting us. And the thank you cards we get are amazing. You know, it's lovely. And the, the staff are delighted because the tips are brilliant. So. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah, they, the organisations, mm, dif difficult. You said about the reputation, you know, trying to get... TripAdvisor to understand that we were not the same business and remove the reviews, mm -hmm. remove the photos, um, you know, trying to do all of that. Is, it, it, you're on the phone for hours mm. on end, trying to get Booking.com. Um, the previous people had Evivo and we didn't want to deal with Evivo, so they wouldn't give us any information. So we didn't know who was turning up. 
we, we had guests turn up who had booked with previous owners, but because we weren't using Avivo, we wouldn't know that. So, you know, nobody seemed to get it. Nobody seemed mm. to understand. Um, but it's worth it, for sure. <laughs> is this a listed building? It's B listed. So the exterior is listed. And we're lucky in the refurb. We didn't have to reconfigure anything. It was a straight rip out and put back in. But it's quirky, so there's like a, an ensuite and a turret, for example. Uh, so the window is this size, <laughs> which is really cute. And one of the bedrooms, room eight, that we've just finished, we had to use mosaic tiles because the walls are so uneven and curved that if we'd had proper sized tiles, the cuts would have been, you know, would have been ridiculous. So we went for little hexagonal mosaic 50p piece size ones so we could deal with the you know, the different curves and things like that. So I would have hated to have been a person to stick all that on the wall. Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that lot, that's all. Yeah, we, if we wanted to change any of the kind of, kind of listed features inside, then we would need to, to, to get some kind of consent. It does, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, and, and we can't do certain things outside and stuff like that, but, you know... One of, the, one of the challenges that we had recently was the beer garden. So we thought, they're using it as a car park. Why would you have a car park when you can have a beer garden? After last summer, you know, we just thought, right, if we get another summer. So we, we, we started investing in the beer garden, and Diageo were great. They were giving us a wee bit of support, which we still haven't got the stuff that they've supported us with, but that's coming. <laughs> um, and then, honestly, we put our garden furniture out on Easter weekend, and five days later, the licensing board said, you don't have a license for a beer garden. Said, but it's been a beer garden for 10 years. We, we've just done a transfer of license. Well, it's a bit of a loophole, so unfortunately, you don't have a license for a beer garden. So we've been on rolling occasionals um, to get us to the end of the summer, and then we'll do a major variation. Sounds so, just like a ploy to get more money out of you, I think. If, you know, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah there, there's always shocking. something, but... Uh, but it's been great because we've got our rolling occasionals and this weekend was amazing. So, yeah, we, we can keep going with that. Excellent. Any final... Yep, one from Deborah. Thank you. Um, I, I, I don't sh share your frustrations about the likes of Booking.com, etc. Because at the end of the day, that sort of organisation's not that interested in your business. They're interested in their own business. But what works and will work for you in terms of advertising? Because where's going to be your big pull? Obviously, you've got you want people to book directly, but where are you going to be advertising? What sort of unique selling points are you aiming for in the Glasgow market? So we are, we are really really lucky, and I don't understand how other people have made such a hash of here because from. April through to October, we don't need to entice anyone in. There are so many tourists out there that it's almost... I don't, I don't know how they managed to do so badly before. Um, so it's the rest of the year. But the Royal Infirmary is 7,000 people working in the Royal Infirmary. It's there. Um, they stopped coming. They stopped coming. So I've got a consultant at the Royal that I work with closely, and we entice them back in. We give them 10% off NHS discount. I work with Strathclyde Business School, so Strathclyde Business School is there. Barony Hall is the lovely building at the top there. That's where all the graduations, weddings, all that kind of thing is. We're working with City Park, so companies like Dell, for example, are based there. 
Um, and Tenants Brewery, they have a lot of people that come and work with the brewery that don't live in Glasgow, so we've got a corporate rate with them. So we're just making friends with people. Yeah, mm -hmm. and we're making friends and, and looking after people just now. And I think that when you do make friends with people, then there's loyalty as well, which is important. Um, and we're going to do, you know, we're, we're not um, a kind of, we are doing a Halloween seance night, a murder mystery, but we're, we are going to speak to the students and see if they want to come and maybe do a student night on a Wednesday night. Um, we, our quietest night of the week is a Saturday night. It's utterly bizarre, utterly bizarre. So that's our main focus because that must be easy, mm -hmm. you know. Um, we're a destination, so there's not people walking past. So we're going to do a Saturday night, maybe some live music, a steak night, that type of thing. Sunday brunch, jazz brunch, that type of thing. Nice wee Bloody Mary and, you know. So there's loads of that. The ideas are not the hard part. It's executing <laughs> the ideas and having the time having to time. put them yeah. into practice is the hard part. So Sounds like you're certainly building up the partnership, so that's good. That's yeah. Really good. yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Get a question? So you're mentioning all those events, right? How are you planning to so obviously with certain events we'll use a company that will do it through um, Eventbrite, uh, they'll sell like whodunit events, do, do it through there. We've got a couple of people who are interested in running their own events from here, so they'll do, they'll sell. Um, but social media, you know, like everything will go on social media. We've got um, kind of, um, my, my friend who lives in London is a brand um, a consultant, so she started off <laughs> for us with a full social media plan. So the refurb's been on Facebook and Instagram and blah, blah, blah. And we've now built up a few, not, not enough, but we'll continue to do that. We want to do Facebook competitions and that type of thing. Um, and yeah, social media will be the big one really to try and get everything out there. This time next year, I'd love to sit with a year's calendar of events. Um, our painter and decorator, Michael, is the most amazing guy ever. He's lovely. He's been working with me. He did number 15 for me. He's just an amazing guy. And he, at weekends, is a Michael Bubbly impersonator. <laughs> so we're going to do Bubbly and Bubbles nights for the uh, middle-aged ladies like me who, who like a bit of cheesy Michael Bubbly. So we'll, we'll get all of that, and we'll do it different ways. You know, there won't be a set process for that. But we've got to get this space making us money because mm -hmm. this space is not used enough. We have a wedding on, we have a tour group on Thursday, a wedding on Friday and a wedding on Saturday, but that's not the norm, so. Mm -hmm. cool. She started it up and now uh, one of my team members, Jazz, who's downstairs just now, she does the posts every week. She does maybe three, um, they're all scheduled out. So we do like a calendar of posts. I actually one question myself, when it comes to um, tourists coming past and, and staying here and stuff like that, is there a certain demographic in them? Are they mostly like American, French, no, do you, or is that a good mix? Um, loads of Americans, <coughs> Canadians and Australians for sure, but more and more Spanish, loads of Spanish, mm. um, Italians, mm. French a wee bit, loads of Dutch, loads of Dutch this year and mm. German. Um, you know, I, I, I never used Booking.com when I had number 15. I was really lucky. I only had five rooms and it was, it was an easy sale. We got mm -hmm. all our bookings direct. Um, so I'm on Booking.com and they, they, the wee flag comes up when you go in to see who's booked. And uh, yeah, loads of German and Dutch. Um, but 
Americans looking for their heritage, you know, that's uh, my ancestor looking, you know. Maybe the ghost of their ancestor, yeah. maybe that's what they're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They were from Saki Hall Street, or however they say it. <laughs> Sochi Hall, Sochi Hall Street. Um, so, yeah, um, loads of different um, tourists, but um, this year they've had the beer gardens set mm. out in some of them as well, which is nice. So. Okay. Um, it's not been consistent like the year before. We were hoping mm. we were on to a major winner. Like if we had a summer like you know the year mm. before, it would have been amazing. But yeah, yeah. Well, I can't thank you enough for your time. Um, I think this venue is stunning. I'm certainly going to be coming back here a lot more often and spending more time on this side of Glasgow because we don't. I think people living in Glasgow they don't come up here enough. To be honest, I think we do need to do more of it. So can everyone please give a thank you to. Laura. <laughs>